0: Lashana (laughs) Tova. Welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. So it's a little loud in my background because I'm driving and um, I'm on a kind of a road trip. Um, I'm bringing my car back from California to Florida. So I've I've been driving now for a few days and yeah, I wanted to get this... um, this podcast out to kind of update you guys and also um, talk about some, some some other stuff, some new stuff. You know? So yeah, so turn your volume up because I know I got the road competing with me and um, yeah, and another thing is just be aware that I got a cold at some point on this journey that I've been on. So I sound a little different. I sound a little funny, and um, but yeah, I'm fighting through. So, yes, I'm driving. So I flew, I flew to Texas to drop my daughter off, and then I flew to California to pick up my car, and now I'm driving back to Texas to pick up my daughter, and then heading back to Florida so it has been quite the journey and experience um just trusting god every step of the way for you know everything (laughs) but also listening to him and um hearing his voice and obeying and so yes so i wanted to talk to you guys oh also, today is the Jewish New Year. It's Rosh Hashanah. And so, when I first started this podcast, I greeted you all with Lashana Tova, which means Good New Year. So, have, it's like have a good New Year or Good New Year. So, Lashana Tova to you guys. I definitely celebrate Rosh Hashanah. Um, I started celebrating like officially in um 2009 i know not 19 lord help me have mercy 2009 (laughs) i um i started celebrating and actually i saw a friend of mine her name is pam she posted something on her um, whatever social media was going on at the time and she had a big fish and she was with friends and she was like celebrating rosh hashanah and i said okay what is that that's interesting but i didn't even look it up or anything i just kind of just you know just said okay that's interesting and then um i was i was i reading no i was looking at my calendar and i saw on the calendar it said rosh hashanah and i said oh it's like the second time i'm seeing that so If it's on the calendar, it must be something for real, for real. So let me Google it. So I Googled it, and I found out it was biblical. And so I looked up the scriptures, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And there's one particular scripture. So these days, like today being Rosh Hashanah, and then Yom Kippur on um, September 18th starts. And so these days are called the High and Holy Days or High Holy Days. And it's in the Bible that we should observe them. The Word says, like, throughout all generations, forever, to the end of all times. So, even though it's in the Old Testament, when I caught wind of that, I said, okay, I don't care if it's Old Testament, New Testament, whatever. I'm going to honor these high holy days. I mean, I'm, I don't have to, we don't have to do, like, I definitely don't do all of the traditional traditional Jewish um, ceremonies. Like they will be in prayer for 25 hours. I mean, not prayer, but um, they have like a, a service that they do for 25 hours. I mean, they have like all these different things. Um, but I, but every year I've observed the high holy days with either fasting. On Rosh Hashanah, I um, would always do a dinner and you, tr- you would traditionally do a dinner with like sweet, like honey, di- like apples dipped in honey for a sweet new year. You have a fish with the head on it um, for head, you know, head of the year. Um, it's also a time of reflection where you can, you know, kind of make some things right. Do some repenting, um, going back over your life. You know, just it's just a it's a beautiful time. So we have our new year in January, but the new year that's really more important to me is is this one. And so it's interesting that today I'm on the road, I'm driving um, on Rosh Hashanah, which makes me kind of sad, but I'll make it back in time to dip some apples in honey and say the prayers and just just thank God for another year so yes I, I, if I didn't explain it well then just get on YouTube that's all I did I would set my table I made my own I, I actually made my own challah bread and so it's a round bread it's round and it's braided and so the round signifies like an un- ended, never ending um, sweet year so the bread is sweet. It's sweet or it has like raisins in it to sweeten it and um, oh, I make a whole feast. I do fish. I do fish is probably the only savory thing that I would have on the table. Everything else is sweet. I make a sweet coconut rice with raisins or craisins. I make a um, cu- kugel noodle casserole, which is so delicious. Um, like I said, the, the challah bread, like um, pomegranates, signify like the, the multitude of having like a, a sweet new year and then um sesame seeds on top of your bread you know it's like the multiplication of a good year so uh yeah everything is really usually pretty sweet and and it's it's just good it's just good so yeah last year my daughter was in texas and i was in reading and so i celebrated on my own and i just set the table um you light the candles you say the prayers you have the shofar blown, which I usually play off of like YouTube or something because I don't have a shofar. And, and it's just a holy moment. And I always feel God. I always feel the Lord when I, um, when I observe these high holy days. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage you, like do some research. The Jewish community, they, I mean, like, um, um, tradition well tradi- What's up with being that word? Traditional Jews, they, they, they really go like you know. Just, I mean, they do every single. They tick every box. But for me, I think having my heart in the posture of observance and just listening to the Lord on what you know, how far to go and how you know, like you don't have to go crazy, but having the dinner having the um the time of reflection and prayer i printed off the scriptures i mean the scriptures and not yeah that too i did print off the prayers for each thing because you're supposed to bless the candles and um it's like signif- signifying like lighting the way into the new year um you bless the wine you bless the apples and the honey you know like you go through and you say the prayers and and the prayers, like, I mean, I'm so funny. I don't even sing certain worship songs unless I agree with what they're saying. So, I definitely did my research. And, like, I'm not just saying anything. It's, it, you know, one thing I love, too, is when I printed out the prayers, like, the English um, version of them, It's they don't even say, like, they hallow the name of God so when you look at it, it's G slash O, no no O, but it's just G underscore D. So they don't even like type his name because they so honor his his name. Um, but they so in the prayers, it'll say like, "Blessed are you, O Lord." You know, like I'm, I, it's so deep, man, y'all. It's just such a a reverential time, and it's good to learn from from the history of. things so moving on (laughs) it's man I'm so I'm a little frustrated right now because I don't feel sick but my I sound because of congestion or whatever and then my ears I was going through the mountains and my ears clogged up and I've been yawning and Chewing gum and coughing and everything, (laughs) trying to get my ears to pop open, and they are still like closed. So frustrating. So I feel like I'm yelling at y'all, but I also don't want to talk too softly because (laughs) because I'm not sure if you're gonna hear this or not. So yeah, just adjust adjust your volume if you need to. So yeah. Anyway. Pray these ears will pop open. So, I was driving and I actually initially wanted to just talk to you guys about the new year, but as I was driving, um, I got a word from the Lord. And it was last night that this word started to come to me, and then it it just unfolded um, more today. And so, I wanted to talk to you guys about what to expect when you're expecting and if you are familiar with the book a lot of women who have already had children know about that book what to expect when you're expecting and basically it's a book for women who are about to not conceive but women who are pregnant and it shows you know the woman on the cover and she's got the belly and all that stuff and um it's giving you like a very detailed, like a breakdown of what to expect with your pregnancy. And the book is really awesome because as, as, as you might already know, some of you have had kids already and some of you, you know, will probably have kids, you know, in the future. Some of you are men and (laughs) you don't know anything about what I'm talking about, but if you had a wife or if you you know, you'll you'll know or you will or you do know. But it gives you a good a good um, amount of, of detail on what to expect when you're expecting, even though every pregnancy is different. So you have some women who they they blossom and they shine and they just love being pregnant. And you have some women who are literally sick the entire time and they never want to do it again they hate it I know for me sixteen years ago almost seventeen years ago in ten days I will have a seventeen year old oh my gosh <laughs> but or is it ten days or nine days it's how the nine yes yeah, nine days okay so when I was pregnant with my daughter I Loved it. I was sick on the initial. I could not eat certain things or smell certain things. But when I got past that phase of it, I felt so beautiful and so like I was growing something. (laughs) It was like I felt like I was accomplishing something with, with my life. So even though I was a young unwed single mama, so unwed does mean single anyway. Um, (laughs) I still felt something precious about being pregnant. So I loved it. And then I talked to other women who absolutely hated it. And so, and then, okay, then I did go through a phase where at the very end, right before I was about to pop, I was over it. I said, okay, this is it. This is it. But when you're like maybe three to, I would say maybe four months to like seven and a half months it's great because it, just right at that time where you start to show and right before you get too big to do anything it's just a beautiful I mean everywhere you go people are like oh look at the belly and like I it being touched but I, I loved being admired, like, from afar. Like, oh, look at your belly. So, I didn't want anybody touching me, though. <laughs> so, but, um, but I enjoyed, I really enjoyed being pregnant. And I felt like I was bonding. I had this moment, these moments where I was bonding with my daughter. And I also just felt like we had our own little secret code and I knew when she was asleep and I knew when she was awake and you know I had fun she would kick me and I would push her you know push my stomach in so she would move over and you know it was just a beautiful beautiful time um, and being pregnant is a beautiful time. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine and I remembered we were talking about pregnancy and I remembered my mother telling me once she said people don't understand how serious giving birth really is she said that when you're giving birth that's the closest you come to death and other than like really dying I don't know how she actually said it but she said when you're giving birth that's like the closest you come to to death And and I don't know if that was just her like saying that or or if she heard that somewhere, or if it's just what she knows because she, you know, had all of us—me and my sister and brother. But I tell you one thing: when I was in labor, it made all kind of sense. I mean, I—wow—I felt like everything and nothing all at once. I didn't have an epidural, so to to those women who, you know, have had epidurals. You know more power to you i um I'm not judging you because I wanted one but I just didn't i didn't get there in time to get one so, so I didn't intentionally uh because I was brave didn't get an epidural i just it was too far along I was dilated um almost ten centimeters when I got to the hospital so yeah, but in that, I mean, so much, so much is happening. If you're a guy, I apologize in advance for the things that I'm about to say. But when you're, when it comes time to give birth to the thing that you've been carrying for nine months, sometimes you carry it for so long, you almost just, like, you just have muscle memory you just almost it's almost like okay is this how it's going to be forever like <laughs> I've been carrying this thing you know you are you know that you're going to deliver but you just don't know when Yeah they said okay it's going to be on this date but I know I know people that have gone a month past the date I know people that have gone you know or maybe they miscalculated and it was actually a month later or a month sooner, you know. I know people. You just don't quite know when the actual delivery date is. But you're carrying this thing around, and you know something is happening. You know something is growing. You know moves are being made. But outwardly, the only thing that's changing is the way you look. <laughs> you can't really see what's happening. Until that thing actually comes and manifests. So, so then labor starts. So, I hope y'all are reading between the lines. So, labor starts. And for me, my mother, she... So, <laughs> I was young. I was 18 years old when I had my daughter. And I started feeling contractions. And I was on my way to a doctor's appointment. And I started freaking out. I was like, oh my god, I'm going into labor. So, I told everybody... <laughs> My mom took off work. She runs up there. I mean, my friends, everybody's coming up to see me and, you know, see this baby be born. And when they hooked me up to the um, monitors to see, like, the level of my contractions, and I, I mean, I was laying there, like, whoo, whoo, <laughs> whoo, like, he, 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 who, 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 because my contractions were five minutes apart. Um, But when they hooked me up to the monitor. Actually. Like there's a thing that looks like a little mountain. It's like it climbs either like really high. Or it's like just a little blip. Actually my pain level. When they saw it they said girl. (laughs) Girl hush. (laughs) I said what? No I'm having contractions. Yes you are honey. But girl, they so light. You ain't having, these these are, you're, you're in beginning stages of labor. You are, you are not in hard labor, full labor yet. You know, yes, you have a contractions. Then they checked me down below and I was about two, two centimeters, but I had been two centimeters since I was like seven months. So, (laughs) so you know, or seven and a half months or something like that. So it wasn't anything happening really, but I did get the sign that it's it's just about time. Hey, <laughs> sorry y'all, bless myself. <laughs> this is blessed babe. So, <laughs> so some of you, you you've gotten you're, you're gotten to see. Here's the thing too. Wanted this baby to come so bad. (laughs) I was just ready to see her. You guys, some of y'all, y'all just want to see the thing that God's been promising all this time. You're like, it's not even so much about having the thing. It's just like, I just want to see. Like, I just want to see what I've been growing all this time. It's so mad. So, my biggest fear was. What if I don't know what a contraction feels like. Because. I have been having these Braxton Hicks. Contractions. And I had gone to the hospital like twice. Because I went for a long walk. And I got a stomach cramp from walking. And then I was like. Oh is that a contraction? <laughs> so I took. I had my brother take me to the hospital. And I, I wasn't. I wasn't actually in labor. But. I just. I thought I was because I didn't know what a contraction felt like. So, some of you, you don't even really know what it is that you're you're looking for. But you know it's coming. You know it's coming. So, when when my actual labor started and I started having those contractions and I got so excited. I ran to the hospital like, yes, it's time. <laughs> and when I tell you... I got there and that lady when she told me I, I was so disappointed, y'all. I said, man, but one thing I knew was the indicator was right. I had felt so here's what I want to tell you. You'll know when your labor starts. You'll know, you'll know. Don't worry, don't worry. And if you jump, if you jump out ahead a little bit, just God'll tell you, hey, just honey, it's not time yet. Those little things you feeling, yes, you you're there. You, you, you're right there at it, but you still got a little ways to go. It's coming though. You here. You definitely have carried to turn. But now we're just waiting on some details to finish lining up so that everything could come out perfect the way it's supposed to. So then, okay, I had my I had my little my little moment. I went to the hospital. Okay. They sent me home. This time, hey! this time my mom she stepped in she said okay all right, I'm done following the whims of this little child who's never had a kid before let mama step in and grandmama step in she's becoming a grandma let me step in and regulate the situation because I would call her she went back to work and I would call her and say mom it's really hurting bad now. I mean I think it's time. She said, Cecily, you gonna wait. She said, I got you. I, I know. I know what I'm doing. I had kids. She was she had a couple of miscarriages too, but she had successfully had three children. So she said, You okay? Just lay there, try to sleep, relax, do what you eat what you can, do what you can, but just relax. And so she took the reins, so to speak and she she gave me instructions that I had to follow because i was I was in labor, but it wasn't time to deliver yet. so I want to encourage somebody today that you might be in labor and let the lord let the Lord send you see he might send people around you to say, "Baby, I know that you're ready to um." sing, you know, create your own album and do, or I know you want to go ahead and jump out and do this thing, but not just yet. And see, a lot of times we think, oh, they're trying to stifle my creativity and they just want to hold me back and they don't want to see me move forward. But actually, God puts those people in our lives that have experience and they say, they look at us and they say, oh, yes, you are definitely anointed for this, but the time isn't quite yeah, it's not time yet. If you cast your 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 what is it your vine before it's time, then it'll it'll wither up and die. You know, if you go out before the time, you'll be shipwrecked. So it's best to have everything in place and you to be fully ready before you jump out there. Okay, so I don't know who who this is for, but I'm just speaking from my heart. Okay, so back to this delivery. So when I went to the ho- the hospital the first time, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. I had a, a doctor's appointment around that time, around 8 or something like that. So I was driving when I first felt the contractions. And let me tell you guys, I knew before when I was feeling those Braxton Hicks or I would have a stomach cramp, I wasn't sure. I don't know if this is labor or not. But when I had the actual contraction, there was no doubt in my mind that this is is what it was. There was no doubt. So, my mom, (laughs) 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm calling her in the afternoon. Another thing, let me tell you guys another thing, another revelation I got. The night before I gave birth, or the night before I went into labor, I'll say, I stayed up all night watching TV (laughs) because at that time I was in school I was in hair school I was working and I was working two jobs actually I was working at two salons and as a shampoo tech and I was going to school to get my license and I was always tired I never had time to just chill or do anything I was always on the go always tired And finally that day, I think it was that same day, I had just given my my, put in my um, notice for maternity leave in, in, in all areas, like at work, at school, everywhere. And I live with my parents, but I've just never been a lazy woman. Like I've always been, you know, I made up my mind that my parents were not gonna take care of my child that I was. So I got going with being an adult and I just I just went for it. So I finally put my notice, I said, I'm going to go to school and work for as long as I possibly can to get some stuff done before this baby comes and I have to take off for like six weeks. So I put my notice in, I was out and that day I said, yes, I actually get to chill. Like I haven't done this in so long. So I'm going to rest these next couple of, you know, days or a week before the baby comes. But tonight, I'm staying up. I'm going to catch up on my shows. I'm going to veg out. Like, I'm just going to just enjoy myself. And and I did. I had a great time. And I knew I had a doctor's appointment that next morning, but I figured the, the appointment would be about two hours, you know, get in there getting checked out coming back home and then I'm gonna sleep the rest of the day I mean like nobody's gonna bother me I'm just sleeping I don't have to go to school I don't have to go to work I'm gonna do I'm just doing it and little did I know that I was not gonna sleep for a very long time (laughs) Because that next morning I woke up I drugged myself out of bed I was so exhausted I think I stayed up until about Maybe four thirty, five 5am in the morning You know And so I was awake that whole time And then I slept for like an hour or two Got up Went to my doctor's appointment And then labor started Y'all, I, I used to tell people I didn't catch up on my sleep Until Gianna was three years old <laughs> Because you know When you become a parent And then I'm a sing- I was a single parent too so I was just trying to My god I was just trying to like She would get up she would be crying I mean I would be crying too I'm looking at this this kid Like what the heck is wrong With you You got everything you need Why are you crying <laughs> That would preach too but that's for another time So Yeah so That's another point point number two I don't know what point I'm on <laughs> But when you are close to delivery, don't take certain liberties that you could do or take when you were in your first trimester. When you know you're close to, de- to delivering this baby, don't take certain risks. Because I should have been sleeping, I should have been resting and preparing for this thing that my body was about to go through. But instead, I'm like, oh, I'm free. I get to. No, sometimes God frees you up to rest right before this thing happens so you won't be wore out in the midst of it hey I'm preaching to my doggone self my god (laughs) so take your time and rest don't stay up watching TV all night and whatever else that could be naturally or that could be a figurative thing or that could be like for real for real some of us are so caught up with this TV we just can't let it go man go on the TV fast and see how much more stuff you'll get done promise you so, yes. Yeah, so that was another thing. So I stayed up all night. All right. So here we go. My mom. She says you're okay. So here I am. I'm. I am having contractions. They vary from five minutes to ten minutes apart. I, I go. You know, I'm in labor. Then I'm out. Then I'm like, okay, I'm resting. But the contractions over the hours begin to increase. The pain. Uh, Begins to increase. And I'm like surely I'm in hard labor now. Surely. Surely I am. And what would happen is. I was on the couch. And I was so utterly exhausted. That I would sleep. I would like pass out from sleep. Then a contraction would hit. Then I would shoot up. I'd wake up. And then. When the contraction would go back down. I would go back to sleep. And that was happening for. Several hours. I mean like hours until finally they, they got so bad that I couldn't sleep between I would just stay awake and just try to prepare myself for the next one because it hurt so bad and so here we go from 7am which I was in like you know somewhat labor like you know for early early stages of labor too now here we are my mom's off work around she got off work she got home around seven thirty eight o'clock and she's nesting <laughs> So she's in my room. Like, she's, she's sanitizing the crap out of everything. She's, um, she laid plastic on my carpet. You know, painter's plastic that's sticky on one side. And she's totally covered my carpet with plastic so that the allergens don't come up and affect the baby. I mean, she's in my room just, like, working her tail off. And I'm in her bedroom um and it's in Chicago. So, it's snow it's snowing outside. And it, you know, it's September in Chicago. So, it's snowing. And I'm in her room with the windows open and the fan, the ceiling fan on and the floor fan on because my body is going through all these changes and I don't know what like I'm hot, then I'm cold, then I'm like I don't know what's going on. And so I get to the point where I know I'm in hard labor now. I know it. I can feel it. And I, I feel like I have to go to the bathroom and every time I go, nothing comes out. And I just sit there. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I'm sitting there. I'm literally like how I sound right now, I, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening? I feel all kinds of feels. Like, I feel like it feels like a death almost. It feels like you have no control. My body on the inside just, I mean, it was like almost as if somebody filled me up with jello and everything was just like loosey goosey in there. I don't know what was happening. Y'all I went to the bathroom, still nothing was coming out and I had to pee so bad. And, um, Or like Later on in my pregnancy when my stomach got heavier I used to have to lift up my stomach Because she was like right on my bladder And so I would have to lift I would sit there to pee and nothing would come out And then when I lifted my stomach It would be like (laughs) Ain't that crazy Like she was totally blocking that little tube area But when I did it for my labor It didn't work Like nothing was happening I was just feeling man So then I had my mucus plug came And it's just the thing that keeps the water bag from, like, it keeps it intact. And I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, (laughs) it added to my panic. And I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, Mom, no, really, we got to go. She said, no, you're okay. I said, no, Mommy, look. Like I was like, this is what's happening. I really have to go. Like, I was pacing. And you know what? It really wasn't so much The the fact that I felt out of whack I felt crazy I felt like My soul was leaving my body It wasn't even just that It was because I had never experienced Anything like this before I'd never had a baby So I didn't know what to expect So part of my pacing And my concern Was The fact that I didn't know What was about to happen but I knew it was coming. Like I have been watching a baby story. I've seen I've seen other people deliver babies in the past. I've seen it a million times. I know. I was there when my niece was born. I know what it looks like. But I personally have never experienced anything of that magnitude. So I was afraid. So I want to tell you my point number 50 <laughs> is. Yes, you're going through birthing, you're going through the labor process, it's okay to be a little nervous. You don't know, you don't know what you're about to experience. Yes, you know that on the other side of it, it's beautiful. But during the labor process and delivery, yeah, there's some crazy stuff that goes down. And it's tailor-made specifically to each individual mother. Each individual birther, they, yeah, yeah, okay, they cut the cord, they, all this stuff. But every mama has a different experience with their birth. Every single birth story is different. You got some that come out feet first, you got some that come out still in their sacks, and they break the sack when the baby comes out. I mean, you have so many different things that happen. And so I didn't know what my particular story was going to look like, but I did know that on the other side of it was something beautiful. So I just want to encourage you that as you go through your birthing process, as you go through this process of, you know, it's some things that are are happening that hurt, but on the other side of it, it's good. It's good, it's beautiful, God is doing he's he's doing something great, so I just man, i just it's this thing is so full and it's so beautiful, but I just want to encourage somebody to date that just to know like what to expect while while you're expecting, I do believe a lot of you guys I know I am on the brink of delivery, I'm at that point where. I've had the, the mucus plug has, has come out. Um, and they call it like the bloody show. When you like right before you get ready to have this baby. I, I know I'm dilated. I'm ready. And it's almost time to push. And, and things have been hurting. But one thing I, I, to, to bring it to a natural um, place. One thing that I, I realized is that pressure. That pressure that you have on you. When things don't look like what you think that they should look like. For example, there's a a lady who wrote a book called Supernatural Childbirth. And she had her children pain-free. And you read the book and you say, okay, I'm going to have my my kids pain-free. And sure enough, you're feeling all types of crap. Like, you're feeling everything. And then you look at her situation and you're like, well, what happened? This is not like what I read And I, you know, I've been reading this thing and I've been building my faith all these months. And why do I have pain? And she didn't have pain in her delivery. Well, a lot of times that pressure that we feel, that pain that we feel when we're in our birthing season, um, the enemy likes to try to exploit that to get us to use our mouths to curse and to speak against the thing that God is about to manifest. And so I just want to encourage you. If you see Susie and her, her birthing season was a breeze and she just pushed her babies out and it was fine, but yours seems like, oh my gosh, it's so difficult and things are so like, why is this happening to me? I just want to encourage you. I can't explain why. I, I really can't. And for me being in a situation similar myself to where I'm like, okay, Laura, what's up? <laughs> I All I can say is... Just watch your mouth. You know, even if you're feeling things in your heart and your mind is thinking them and everything else, don't say it out of your mouth, okay? Protect the investment. And don't put God on a time limit. If I've learned nothing else, if I've learned nothing else from serving Him, one thing I have that I hold on to, guys, I, I gave myself a prophecy once. I wrote it in my... um not my journal but my uh, my calendar I have like a planner so on the top of my planner I wrote this beautiful I mean it was this prophecy it was so like whoa and, I, and some certain little things like lined up where I said oh this might possibly be like this thing could actually happen wow but that month came and went and the thing that I prophesied did not happen and I know I hear from God I know I do but on that thing I missed it. So now, when it comes, to... because when I prophesy to other people, it happens. But for me, when I prophesy to myself, sometimes I get it. Sometimes, sometimes I miss it. So, um, I was driving last night and I was hearing a word for myself. So I started to speak it out loud, and then that thought came. Well, you know, you could be, you could be wrong. Like this thing that you might not be hearing anything. You probably hearing yourself and you just speaking hope into yourself because it's you. And I and, and I had to shut that thing down because I promised God and I told God I said, "You know what? I don't ever want to not hope out of fear that you won't perform. I'd rather hope and then it fails and then I hope again." And then, like I always, I wish I had a wording for it, but I I always come with fresh hope. So last night, I prophesied to myself, and guess what? If it doesn't happen, then I'm gonna prophesy to myself again. Because guess what? At some point, hey, (laughs) something is gonna happen for me that I declare with my own mouth. So I, so I don't. It's called disappointment. So I shake that spirit of disappointment. And I even break that spirit of disappointment right now off of you. Where you say, well, I thought God said this. Or I know he said this. And some For some reason, it didn't happen. You know, a lot of times, can I tell you something? Sometimes we miss it. Sometimes we hear the word and we are absolutely correct. But a lot of times, if it's dealing with another person, that person has to come into alignment too. So God may say, Uh, By such and such a date, you'll receive this amount of money. Well, if so-and-so was disobedient and was delayed in giving you what you were supposed to receive, then, and it didn't come, then you can't say, well, man, I can't believe God no more. Or this is, I'm just gone. I'm done. See, people get off into disappointment like that and they miss so much. Instead of saying, okay... God is never wrong so that's not an option so either it was me either I heard wrong or it was somebody else that missed it and they, they didn't obey if if it has to do with a different person or like you know if it's a third party involved so my point is never ever lose hope in God always renew your hope renew your mind um, according to the word and also renew your renew your hope in God because he's just He's worthy of. It. I'd rather believe God and, and fail every time believing in God than to to go on in life. Like all downtrodden and and, and like, oh, uh, I'm not going to believe. Because guess what? God is not like our earthly parents will he'll run up behind us and say, oh, are you mad at me? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, here, here, here. I'm going to give you what you, I'm going to give you what you asked for. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to. He's baby, bye. <laughs> That's not how he operates. He's given us everything we need in that word. And he's telling us exactly how we should believe, exactly how we should stand. He's giving us, not only is he telling us, but he's given us examples of people who have pressed through and believed. And now he's like, now what are you gonna do with the information that you have? It's totally up to you. So I just I'm just on the soapbox. And uh, I I think I'm done. I think I'm done. But I just want to encourage somebody what to expect while you're expecting. Yes, it's going to be painful at times. But the beautiful thing about the pain of birthing is what is on the other side of it. And it's not only that you get to see the face of the thing that you've been carrying for so long. But... You also realize that you had it in you to do what it took to bring it forth. So then, when it's time for the next thing, for those of you who have multiple children, when it's time for the next baby, then you know. Okay, see, mothers who've had kids, their labor process gets easier. Some of them, some of them do. Some it's all different. But I've noticed like people who've had, you know, more than three kids or two or four, they. They kind of know what to expect, so it's not as scary. The next few times around, they're like, "Okay, yep, it's time." My sister is a prime example. She's like amazing. She was pregnant, and I think it was with her last child. And she was doing hair, and I—I don't—I think her water broke. Her water broke. She went to work. She still went to work. Her water broke like that morning, and, and then she went to work. She worked all day. <laughs> and then drove her drove herself to KFC, got her some food, and then went to the hospital. <laughs> and then pushed the baby out like just in time because she knew I don't have to show up, you know, fifty hours early. Like I, I know this; I've, I've been here before. This is my fourth kid; I got this. So I'm just in, I want to encourage you that you might be walking into a season of something new where you haven't been this way before, but. This is not your last baby. You're going to have more. This might be a big one. This might be like, wow, the promise has been fulfilled. And you're going to be working with this baby. You're going to be raising it. You're going to be loving it. But guess what? You're going to get pregnant again. And you're going to have the opportunity to give birth again. And then you'll know what's coming the next time around. So, Lord, I thank you so much for just for giving me this word what to expect when you're expecting it has totally encouraged me and I pray that it encourages somebody else Lord I bless every listener God on this new year that you've given us God a new year some people did not make it into this new year but Lord we made it so God I thank you for granting us another day at life Lord I pray that we would make it count and that today would be the best day ever because we are walking with you. Lord God, I love you with all my heart, my soul, my mind. I declare that you are the Lord. I declare that Jesus is Lord of all the earth. And I love you and I thank you, God. Yes, so I bless. I bless every every labor, every delivery. Lord, I bless, I pray for undergirding of minds right now in Jesus' name that, the, that their minds, God, that they will have your mind for things, Lord. That Lord, I thank you that they would not go along with um, what their friends say. I had to get off get off the phone with a friend of mine because I know I'm in labor and she's in labor too. But she's her process is different, and so she's going through her her labor process. But she's she could be a little more casual with her her words. I can't because I'm so I'm so super aware of what's happening, and so I had to. The Lord actually cut my phone call off with her because my mind started going to the carnal, to the natural of my circumstance. And the Lord said, I, don't put your mouth on what I'm doing. And I said, oh God, I didn't even realize I tried to be real slick with how I worded things, so it didn't sound like I was complaining, or it didn't sound like, but actually I was. And so God caused our whole phone call to cut off. And I texted her. And I said, "Hey, we just gonna have to end the call here because I'm about to say something I should say. I thank God for His grace and mercy, and we're gonna have to just, you know, do this. That's it. Because I don't know what she's carrying, but I'm carrying quadruplets, and I need to carry this thing to full full fruition. And I can't have any of my babies lost during this labor and delivery process." So, God, I thank you right now, God, that you would give them wisdom and Lord surround them with the right friends and the right people who would talk to them and say, just a little while longer, baby, just 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 hold on. It's almost time to push. God, I thank you right now that you've got plans and that you've got you've got things in line for those that love you and these are your children and they love you, God. So, Lord, I bless them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I bless every baby that's going to come forth, God, that they're going to have all their fingers and toes, God. I thank you that every dream that they've been been carrying, God, that it will, it will be birthed forth and it will be beautiful in the name of Jesus. Lord, God, I thank you that these will be some of the most beautiful babies ever born and the name of Jesus God I thank you that they will be kissed by you that they will be touched by you God that 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 people will look at these dreams and visions that are being birthed and that they will know that this could only be from God so Lord I thank you right now for this opportunity to get to speak into the lives of your children these powerful men and women of God who are bringing forth uh bring forth bondage breaking dreams and visions and babies and children for the kingdom in the natural and in the spiritual in the mighty name of Jesus so I bless you guys I love y'all I still have about let me see 3 hours and 45 minutes to go on my drive (laughs) I'm not going to hold y'all that long but I just wanted to get this out and um, yeah I'll be coming back with an update next week right yep Africa shall be saved.